All right, guys, welcome in. Episode 63, Nailed Down Podcast. We're doing these for 14 weeks now, and we finally have our playoff bracket. <laughs> what week were you out? Week seven? Week eight? <laughs> okay, te- no. All right. It's three and four <laughs> in, like, in fifth place still. Um, and, But that's when I decided to kind of – focus on the next year in the future so i was still in it and if i even if i wouldn't have traded digs or you know i don't even know who else but if i would have kept my team i would have been probably that four spot i i honestly believe yeah i mean we were we were calling it all season and uh we did have a six and eight team get and sneak into the playoffs as a six seed so yeah i mean it, it very possibly could have happened uh but you didn't uh yeah. <laughs> We, we have our playoff bracket set, but we had a trade go down. We only had one trade since our last episode, and it was between me and Nick. Uh, and we were going back and forth for a long time on this. Uh, so go, going into the noon games, I, I had everybody go off. I knew I was going to be in the playoffs at that point. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try for one more player, see if I can make some noise. It, it was a few, it, I wanted to go for my future, but also for this year, too, see if I can make some noise. Uh, so I got C.D. Lamb and Nick threw in a 2025 third round pick. I, I wanted a 2023 third round pick, but that's all he had. He didn't even have a 2024. Uh, and I sent back two firsts and a second in 2023. Uh, so I my, my thought process was, hey, I have five first round draft picks. Not all of those guys are going to make their way into my lineups next year or probably in the future. I, if I didn't have that many draft picks, I probably wouldn't have made that trade. Uh, but I wanted CD. He's been nothing but a wide receiver two or better. He's finished as wide receiver 20, 18, wide receiver seven this year. He's going to be a top 10 dynasty wide receiver for the next couple of years, in my opinion, at least. So I wanted that core guy after trading T. Higgins to pair with Waddle. Uh, and I still have three firsts, including Nick's first, which is going to be the third overall pick in the draft. And I'll probably take Jordan Addison there if you go to your first two, uh, first two running backs. So. Uh, I, I could afford to give up the two firsts on, and on Nick's side, it's, yep, it sucks trading CV lamb. I don't know if I would have done it. I probably would have kept him since he, you know, again, he, he should be a top 10 dynasty receiver, but Hey, you got two firsts out of it. And he got uh, probably two mid first. So he should get two decent guys out of this. Yeah. I know he had messaged me. Enjoy birthday, no stress, nothing fantasy, <laughs> just trying to enjoy it. We were heading to dinner, and I get a text, You want CD? I'm like, What? <laughs> like, why are you shopping them? He, and... he texted you, Do you want CD? What a fucker. <laughs> yeah, he goes, or, What can I get for CD? Like, something along those lines. And I, I straight up asked, Why are you trying to shop them? He's like, I'm Trying to. Trying to build for the future, I'm like, all right. Well, CD's been in the league for three years. Like he is the future, yeah. but whatever. And he's gotten better every year, right? So I was like, all right, he's just he's just in his field to make the playoffs. Let's <laughs> try and see what we can get. I said just my initial, I'm like, oh, a first and a second, you know, just to get him to talk, and then didn't respond like at all. And I'm like, well, I would have thrown in a third if you would have wished me a happy birthday today, but you didn't do that. <laughs> oh my god! And he goes, fuck. <laughs> And then no response about the trade. 
And then that went down. And I'm like, all right, thanks for letting me counter anything. Would uh, you have given up two firsts in a second? No, not two firsts, just because my I had my first two of three are one and two. And then right. the one I was going to be giving him was the, the low, later one. Um, but I think I told him, yeah, my best offer probably would have been a first and two or three seconds. Um, but I don't know if he would have accepted. He never said yes or no. If you would have accepted, I mean, I had an advantage over you just because no one likes you in our league. Um, <laughs> that, well, that's not true. <laughs> no one likes the commissioner. And now you're the co-commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it it's, it was kind of just an odd just because CD, he, I don't know if he'll be a top five guy ever. I mean, he easily could be. Um but he's for sure anywhere from, you know, 12 to, you know, six, you know, seven in that range right. every single year. See, he's tw- still 23 years old. I'm assuming if – assuming no injuries happen, they do happen all the time. But if he stays healthy throughout his career, I don't care what team he's on, he's going to be a top 24 wide receiver for the next 10 years. So I was just, you know, a little confused on why he got rid of a core guy <laughs> like that. Right. Um, but again, he did get two first, so it, it does make up for it. He, he's able to maybe hopefully hit on one, um, and maybe the second one is is you know average. You know, maybe a wide receiver you know ends up being like a twenty seven, and his the one he hits on is you know wide receiver like fourteen. But, right, right. There's no guarantee with these firsts, and there is a guarantee with CD. So I had to shoot my shot, and that this a couple days before the tr- the quote unquote trade deadlines before the playoffs started. I wanted a guy that could easily help me this year, which I hope he does, and for the future. So, uh, I originally sent him an offer for Travis Etienne. We were, he did, he didn't really entertain that idea at all. Uh, we were going back and forth with a first and a second in Burks, going back and forth, and obviously this is what we landed on. So it helps both teams, but I feel like I got the more for sure end of it. Well, for yeah, and I mean his team, he has good young guys. Like he he just didn't have picks, so he wasn't able to continue building his young team. Um, but I mean, I, I would have rather traded Judy, um, and see if he can at least get one first for Judy, um, or even, you know, Kirk, you know, Kirk's 26. He, you know, he could have got maybe two seconds for Kirk and he still kept CD. He did offer me a couple trades for Judy. He, he wanted Judy for Burks and like a second. And I'm like, no, I view Judy and Burks kind of on the same level. Right. That. Yeah. It, it, we, we, we texted for a good hour and. It finally went down. I had a feeling he was – I knew he was texting you. I had a feeling he was texting a bunch of other people too, and obviously it was too good of an offer to pass up. Yeah, I mean, there were only two teams that could offer him multiple firsts, so it was pretty – probably easy for him to who he was going to target. Right. It, yeah, if I were in your situation, I definitely wouldn't have done that because obviously you need running back help, and you're – I'm assuming you're going to – if you know, if both running backs go to favorable destinations, Gibbs and Robinson will be on your team. Yeah, 100%. I did see, and I sent you the Todd McShay did a mock draft, which, again, mocks mean absolutely nothing. Um, but they had the Broncos taking Gibbs, and I'd be pissed. And so would you. Like I would. And I don't know if I would take him because he's paired up with Javante, and you have Javante, so would you want those two? I mean, it's – I was just hoping they both go to good teams. I saw some mocks. Bijan or Gibbs go to Philly instant. Whoever whoever goes to Philly, if one of them do, I think he makes them the 101. I would agree, but we'll get into uh, draft talks in the offseason. Uh, 
Week 14, though, we had five, six, and seven teams. I, I don't want to say there wasn't a lot of drama, but matchups were wrapped up pretty early, and the seven and eight seeds, Nick and Jack, they really didn't have much of an opportunity to jump anybody. No, they were the farthest behind in points. Um, I believe Jack was like 20 points from behind you, and then you won, and then the six and seven team that did lose um, and was still able to make the points, it was Colton. He had the most, I think. So Jack would have had to put up 50 more points than Colton, which essentially would have gotten him a win anyways. Right. Um, and Nick was just so far down in points that he needed a win, and that was his only way. Yeah, so let's get into the first six and seven matchup, mine and Colton. Uh, coming into this game, I think I was t- – I had Akers play on Thursday night. He got me nine points miraculously, and I was sweating on Sunday. I had like a 39% chance to win, but uh, all I did was uh, have Evan Ingram and Jarek McKinnon, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> I needed no one else boom for you <laughs> Smith 17 that's a boom for him um but everyone else is kind of you know average and uh he his biggest thing that sucked was having and scary Terry out didn't play Chuba like I had suggested he did he does over Cook um that wouldn't have mattered it wouldn't have been you know additional 16 points right. um but yeah I mean missing two starters and a big matchup like that just uh, definitely sucks. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize this, but if Jack would have won, he would have jumped up to that six. Oh yeah, well, well the points for Colton had seventeen fifty nine. Uh, the two the, the guys who missed the playoffs seven and eight seeds they both had over seventeen fifty nine. So that kind of sucks for them. But yeah, uh, yeah. Let's the next matchup: Jake one thirty two, Nixie ninety five. Uh, Again, Nick's pissed at me, but uh, I told him to play Hollywood Brown over Judy. Again, it wouldn't have mattered. I, you, you said you would have said Amari Cooper. I'm assuming you would have played Jerry, Judy, and Hollywood Brown over Cooper. But again, it wasn't Nick's day. Not enough people went off for him. Etn busted again. He's looking like a liability with the three points. And I mean, yeah, no, nobody really boomed for him when he needed it. Yeah, and Jake's team did, you know, less than what he was expected, but, you know, 132 in a three flex, that's pretty – you should win most games. Um, you know, Wilson went off for him, luckily, or else or else it would have been interesting. I mean, he was kind of – he was struggling, obviously, early on with those two picks. Um, with and Higgins. Then the whole, and Higgins as well. Yeah, yeah I, I'm – so panic meter 1 to 10 on Higgins for Jake next week versus Colton. We'll get into these matchups. Both are pretty good, but I, I have no idea who's going to win either matchup. But are you playing T. Higgins if he's quote-unquote active and healthy? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I guess let me go to Jake's roster and see who he could play over T. Higgins. Um, not playing Cordero. Rashad White against Cincy. Eh. Curtis Samuel, no. Osborne, no. I mean, the only guy on his, on his team that w- deserves a spot over would be Rashad White. So, right. and that's a tough Cincinnati matchup. Um, and so, I mean, they play against each other, but I mean, it, if he's healthy, I get the whole thing that happened last week, but you just can't sit T Higgins if he's healthy. Right. Okay. I, I would tend to agree, but again, he's burned just so I get But it. and what white is a good matchup. It is a good, um, uh, substitute uh, if he so if he didn't want to worry about it he at least has one guy who he can feel confident in 
that will probably get him, you know, 10 points. Sure. Uh, next matchup, Riley, he was playing for nothing. He had the, had the bye locked up. Jack needed the win to get into the playoffs. Came up short, 137 to 112. He just drew a bad week 14 bye matchup. He had he sat J.K. Dobbins, which I probably would have too. Yep. Uh, but he had Antonio Gibson, Chris Olave, Lazard, Christian Watson all on bye. He had to play two t- – I mean, he didn't have to play two tight ends, but he did. Noah Fant and Tyler Higby. He essentially a, had to. Get, get, getting a combined three points, and that that was pretty much – and most are not doing anything on Sunday night. That was pretty much uh, his, his sign-off for the year. Yeah, I know Krieg said, said, God, I'm so glad that <laughs> that Jack did not make it because when his team was healthy, he, he had the capability of putting up 170 um, pretty easily just with his wide receiver weapons and running backs that were starting to you know uh, pick it up towards the end of the year. Um, so definitely a team that could have made you know a run for it um, for the whole thing. But uh, that 0-6 start usually isn't going to get you into the playoffs. I, well, I I didn't realize he had to play three tight ends. I wasn't even looking far enough down. Uh, but in Jack's situation, I probably would have played Dobbins over Fant again. It wouldn't have mattered. He still would have missed the playoffs, but would have been more of a nail-biter. Yeah, it would have been an additional 18 points, and then he loses by seven. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy's team, he uh, put up 139 on Kriegs' team, 107. Kriegs was texting me on Sunday. He is panicking. He needed this buy more than anybody. He, uh, he is, <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10 panic, he's, he's at a, a 9. Yeah, he's, he's at a 9 or 10. He is not happy right now. Well, he just lost Kyler. And then when, when James Conner went out, he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, all right, he's fine. And then Jossie Conner came back and had a great game. But he's nervous about Mark Andrews. Um, obviously, Cooper Cup. Um, Pierce now. Um, rumors are that they could just sit Pierce for the year. Um, and obviously he's not playing this week most likely, but Kriegs isn't either. But yeah, Kriegs is nervous. Yeah, I mean, he, he does have Geno Smith, which, which I can see him taking him to the promised land. Kyler obviously obviously going down hurts his next year's value too because he won't have him for the start of the year. But uh, I mean, his his bench, he's, he still has Pacheco. He still has uh, Juju. He could plug in his lineup. DJ Chark is popping off. He's still got decent players, but he's it, his lineup isn't as locked and loaded as we thought earlier in the year. No, and I know right when that injury went down, I called him for uh, Kyler's injury. I'm like, hey, I got Kirk Cousins. Do you want – let's do a, like a meaningless trade, you know, like help you out, give me maybe a young piece because um, he, he doesn't have any picks. You know, I was trying to get him when he was vulnerable. He's like – it's like, I, Gino's honestly doing fine. Like, I'm just going to ride with him, which obviously makes sense. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Uh, and then nine and ten seeds, you won 108 to 105. Hey, <laughs> it's a winning culture. The, the boys, solid dub to end the year. We still have the first overall pick. Yeah. Um, and it, it was good for the for the environment, for the locker room. It, it, I, the locker room vibes had to have been so high. <laughs> oh, they were hot. We were popping champagne. Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, so the final playoff bracket: Kriegs got the one seed, Riley got the two seed. Uh, the three seed went to Jake. I I ended up getting the four seed because I had that everybody pop off. Uh, Billy five seed, Colton six seed. So first round is me and Billy, Colton and Jake. Uh, I'm 
I'm kind of glad I got that four seed because I would much rather play Krieg second round than Riley's team. In my opinion, Riley's team is the scariest at this point. Yeah, Riley's projection right now for round two is 162. Yeah, no thanks. Like, that's absurd. And Krieg's at 149. Like, that's a big difference. Um, Yeah, it's definitely, you know, I, I do think whoever wins between – uh, Riley and Jake, assuming Jake wins this week. Um, you know, I don't want to assume because Colton does have good guys. Um, but I think I think that's going to be the champion. I think just with Krieg's injuries now, um, missing obviously a guaranteed 16 to 20 a game from Cup. Um, Andrews being sketchy. Kyler out. I just – I don't fear him anymore. Well, before we get into these week 15, there's only two matchups that matter. Before we get into these matchups, I do have to give Colton a shout-out. He's been waiting for it. He did sneak into the playoffs as the sixth seed at six and eight. Not not the greatest record, but his team honestly could beat anybody with in, in a right matchup. He's got Mahomes, Kamara. He fl- he flipped a lot of pieces, and he's got Mahomes, Kamara. He traded for Swift, Amon Ra, traded for Ayuk, Fryer Muth, McLaurin's a top 12 receiver this year. He traded for DK, and Zay Jones is popping off. That's a decent one through nine lineup, and I could – easily see him beating Jake this week. So Yeah, and then I mean his bench is kind of bland. Um but he but he has, you know, Chuba who's been, you know, picking it up these last couple of weeks and they have some good matchups coming up. Um obviously Michael Carter's kinda of gone the opposite. And then who's on a loaded offense that can sometimes go off for you. Um, you know, he's had two top ten finishes this year. Yeah, his core is good and young. Um, and I, with Debo out, Ayuk now is huge value. Yeah. I, he's, he's flipping pieces, getting into the playoffs all while buying Teslas and selling my house. So props to Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he still has a first round pick. So he's, and, he's yeah. set up, you know, it, it doesn't seem scary, but you think long term, and it could be pretty scary. It, it could be. He could, he'll, he'll be relevant for a while if he, if his, uh, course stays healthy. Yeah. I think he's going to have to go running back. Um, so we'll see. I'll see how he how that play, uh, plays out for him, though. But he's. I think he should go running back. So one of the two matchups that matter this week: Jake's team, Team Rico, Colton's team, Amon Ramon. I can't fucking say his name. A man, Amon boys. <laughs> so we'll we'll play the game. There, every I saw everybody's made lineup changes. Who would you flip? Would you keep the lineups the same as of right now? Jake's got a fifty four percent chance to win. We'll start with Colton's side. I, I just read off his lineup, yep. uh, his bench. I it, Honestly, he doesn't have really anybody to flip out. So Col- Colton's team, I think we're rocking with that lineup. Would you agree? Yeah, I think the only one you could maybe do would be Zay Jones and Chuba. Um, Zay Jones isn't a tough matchup, but he's his last three out of four games, he's seen 10, 14, and 12 targets. So the volume is just is there for him. Um, but again, it is a tougher matchup where Chuba's playing Steelers and Chuba's coming off of a 17 rushing attempts and then 14 this past week with a touchdown. So I think both could be a, a probably the same value. Um, so it just depends on who you think has the opportunity to boom. And I would say that'd be Zay. So on Jake's side of the ball, Russell, he's got Russell in the starting lineup. He's projected 22 points right now. I'm assuming he's not playing. Uh, so that, that jumps for his total points all he's got is Rodgers on his bench it goes from 22 to 17 projected points for his lineup I'm assuming that's going to put the matchup right at like 51 to 49 percent 
So honestly, if, if I'm Jake, he's he was fighting for that two seed. He could have, if he would have beaten Riley, he could have gotten it. Uh, but now that he's the three seed playing Colton's matchup, I would be kind of nervous if I were him. Uh, the rest of his lineup is Henry, Aaron Jones, Tyree Kill, T. Higgins, which he should be out there, Kelsey, Taylor, Kittle, Allen. One through nine, that's a better lineup than Colton on paper. But again, if he, all you have to do is make it in the playoffs, you can see random guys like Evan Ingram, Jarek McKinnon pop off at any moment. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with Jake's team. Yeah, and I think, again, the only change we could do would be white for Higgins if you don't want to have to question it and be worried right. heading into, you know, heading into the games. Um, it's, it's a 3.30 game, and then uh, it sucks for guys that do have players on that are playing Saturday, like uh, Tyree Kill, who's questionable, just doesn't give them that additional day. Um, but yeah, Jake, I think's roster is better and they all have better matchups for, uh, for the most part compared to Colton's team. Um, so I, I would pick Jake to win, but I, but I'm not going to be shocked if it's a six, four upset, six, three upset. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, the other matchup, the five, four matchup, we'll start with Billy's side of the ball. He's got Trevor Lawrence in his lineup right now. I'm assuming he wanted to ride the hot hand after his 33-point finish. Uh, but he has Justin Fields on the bench. I'm assuming both of us would play Fields versus Philly uh, over Lawrence versus Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Fields is just – he got that bye week, so he should be kind of back to normal with the shoulder. I think we could see him run more. Um, I mean, six attempts was literally his lowest all season last week. Um and his lowest is what fourth lowest yards, maybe fifth. But since they started using him, his lowest by far. Um, and I get both matchups are tough. Obviously, Philly and Dallas have great defenses. I I think I would go Fields, but I can obviously understand why. I just think Fields is going to get you six or seven points minimum on the ground that Lawrence just can't do. Uh. See, he's got CMC, Chubb. We'll skip over this one player for now I want to talk about, but he's got Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Saquon, Zeke, Gallup in his lineup. Uh, his other receiver he's got in right now is DJ Moore. I can pick out five players on his bench for sure I would play over DJ Moore. Gus yeah. Edwards, Monty, Brian Robinson, Deontay Johnson. Oh, four players. You could you could argue London or Pickens as a fifth guy. There's no way you can throw out DJ Moore in a playoff matchup after goosing last week. No, it, it sucks that it is a good matchup in Pittsburgh, but literally he had three targets. Um, he He's only had three games that he's had five or more catches, um, and that hasn't happened since week eight against Atlanta when he had his best game. It, it was 11 targets for six, 152, and one. But since that, he's only had one – good game and it wasn't even a touchdown he had one long bomb i mean or he did have a touchdown but yeah dj Moore, i think is just too scary it's a bad offense and i i think montgomery is a good is a better play even though it's a tough matchup uh robinson is a better matchup uh, deontay johnson just sees more targets in the same game against the worst defense so, yeah i would not rock with dj Moore. um and london London's scary. I don't know if I'd go London just because we're having, you know, Desmond Ritter starting for the first time. But sure. that could also be a bonus, you know, like, hey, like, I, it's a rookie quarterback, rookie receiver. They might have a, a better connection and they might just super target him. Because the last time we saw London play, um, he had 12 targets. Right. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's not a knock on London, not not a knock on London, but you can argue for to replace him over DJ Moore. So I hope Billy doesn't listen to this. Hope he keeps him in his lineup, and go we go from there. I also don't like Michael Gallup. I don't, I don't, I don't get the hype for Michael Gallup. I don't know why he's projected so many points. Yeah, Gallup um, projected thirteen. DJ Moore's projected basically eleven points. So, in my opinion, I would play. Well, he has to play a receiver. Otherwise, I would play Monty and Robinson over Moore and Gallup, but he's got too many running backs. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how Gallup is projected 13 and Williams is projected 12 and a half. Like, how is Mike Williams not projected more than Gallup? I don't know. I, I don't get it. Uh, but my side of the ball is the fourth seed. I'm throwing out three Jets, which scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I, got, I got They are playing Detroit, which is nice. Uh, but mm-hmm. I got Mike White, Zonovan Knight in my lineup right now. Uh, Ken Walker, which he logged a limited practice Monday, full practice Tuesday. I'm waiting for the news to come out today. If he logs another full practice today without any setbacks, I have to play him even in a shitty matchup. Yeah, it's a it's a really tough matchup. It is. I, I personally don't like it at, like at all. I, I want nothing to be a part of with Ken Walker this week. So would you play him over McKinnon? Ugh. I you know. like you like McKinnon. <laughs> He's um, a, such a boomer bust guy. I don't want a guy who can arguably get me five fantasy points. Right, and you also don't want to have to wait for Monday night Cam Akers. No. Um. Oh, I'll mm. be fucked. I'll be fucking damned if I if my matchup <laughs> comes down to a Monday night Cam Akers. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't even I watch. Mean, I think in your <laughs> position, just because. I mean, you you do like Nico Collins, though. No, I I wouldn't. The, the only the he only he did I, not practice Wednesday, so that makes sense. The only guy I would just my so my the rest we'll read just the rest of my starting lineup. It's Mike White, Zonovan Knight, Ken Walker, Waddle, Lamb, Ingram are all locked in. Wilson and Garrett Wilson and Devonta Smith are locked in, and Ramondre Stevenson's my last flex. If he's active, he's still my my starting lineup is going to stay the same. Yep. Uh, if Ken Walker has a setback, though, and I decide not to play him, it'll be between McKinnon and Traylon Burks. That's pretty much the only lineup decision I have to make right now. Are you mad enough to play a fourth Jet? Fourth Jet? Elijah Moore. Oh, fuck. I forgot Elijah Moore. No, I no. there's no way. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. There's no way. If I went Elijah Moore out... I would probably have to switch out Mike White for Danny Dimes. I can't. I can't bank on half my starting lineup being Jets and Detroit. God forbid comes out and put get, holds the Jets to thirteen points. Yeah, <laughs> that is, that is fair. But Elijah Moore is very interesting, though. I can't. I in in other worlds I would think about it, but I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, you need Stevenson to play. It's just a great matchup against the Raiders. Um, yeah, you need him to play. I was going to say, Zonovan Knight and Garrett Wilson are for sure locked in my lineup this week. Uh, it'll, I want to start Mike White, too, and go three Jets, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. So, uh, right now, if, if, if Mike White doesn't play because he is questionable, right. they're hoping that he is, are you going to go Danny Dimes or Mac Jones? It'll be Danny Dimes. Yeah. Just for the rushing ability. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones, he might not have Ramondre, one of his biggest pass catchers. Devontae Parker's going to be out. He's thrown to backup receivers at this point. That's fair. Uh, right now, I have a 52% chance to win and 48th for Billy with uh, how our lineups are projected right now, but that could change. Yeah, it easily, I really don't want to pick a winner in this game until we find out more on guys. I mean, it also says CMC is questionable, but 
you know, he he was he walked through practice the other day, which they play Thursday. Yeah, he'll um, be out there. That's a big game for you. Both of your star star running backs playing. One has a lot better matchup than the other. That could be I'm not gonna say it's like if CMC goes out for 30 and Walker gets you eight, that it's over by any means. I know that's, that's, a, that's a fun Thursday night for you. And and that's what's tough because I'm playing against CMC in one league. I made the playoffs in every league and I have CMC in my other league, so well, I don't. I don't know what the fuck I'm rooting for here. Twenty points. Not, no, no, don't don't go for forty, and uh, don't get five. That's fair. I would be happy in both matchups if CMC got twenty. So yeah. Uh, the consolation bracket. We had uh, we had a, a light discussion in our group chat on uh, what to do with the toilet bowl because uh, there's a dilemma. Obviously, Mason and Brendan's team aren't good enough to compete with Nick and Jack's team, who are projected to win by a decent margin right now. Uh, how we had how sleeper has it set up. It's you got two options. You can't delete the sleeper. You can't delete the toilet bowl. Uh, you got the first option where the winner of the toilet bowl gets the first pick. And how is that fair? Because Mason and Brennan's team have been the worst all year. Obviously, it should be like NFL. They get the one and two picks, not the three and four, because Nick and Jack would would win and play each other for the championship. Uh, the other way was that you, if you lose, you get flushed, quote unquote, to the toilet bowl uh, for the championship. But if that would have happened, people would have just sat everybody or not played their best players. The integrity to be integrity. Holy shit, that's a long integrity. Well, oh my god, <laughs> integrity. Integrity. Would have been screwed up. There we go. Uh, so obviously Mason and I can go in if if the draft gets screwed up. Uh, we're just gonna let it play out how it is. I'm hoping chips just fall in the right direction. As of right now, we should. Uh, Jack should beat you, and Nick should beat Brendan. Uh, week sixteen, if that's if uh, that's not the case, you don't get the one pick. Brendan two, Nick three, Jack four. We'll go in and switch it. Yep. Uh, I don't really know a better way to do it, so that's what we're rocking with. And then the what, the one through six seeds, wherever you finish is where you're finishing. I'm ho- I, I'm hoping whoever loses this week and plays for the fifth and sixth pick. I'm hoping people just keep their starting lineups in. It, it it makes no sense why you would just try and like ruin the integrity, in my opinion, and try and tank from the fifth pick or from the sixth pick to the fifth pick. But I I don't know. We'll figure it out if we have to cross that bridge. Yeah, I mean it. It definitely it sucks because I mean you're playing for nothing. Like it's like NFL teams, uh, they you know quote unquote tank as well. Um, or they say they don't because they can't. Um, and then you know, the NBA has their lottery, which I just think is the dumbest thing because then you get guys teams that can just never get better, right? Um, that does that need to. Uh, so yeah, I definitely. And then again, you get into that integrity. Okay, I got to start, but it's just, it's just, it sucks. Like, hey, I'd rather lose this game. I mean, I know, but, freaking. Go ahead. But we can we can fix this by if everybody would just agree to play their best lineups and the chips fall how they how they fall. Yeah. So that, in, in my opinion, that's how it should be, but we'll see. Uh, I don't think we'll have much drama with the one through six seeds, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's get into the Thursday night matchup. We got a Thursday, three Saturday, and Sundays. Uh, Thursday night matchup: Niners Seahawks. Niners can clinch the division with a win. They are three point favorites on the road. Forty three and a half over under. Uh, this is uh, this is a tough matchup for both teams offensively. Uh, I personally am not playing Purdy. If you picked Purdy up, there's there's no way you play him here. Who? So who would you rather play? Both these quarterbacks in this matchup? Gino, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
Okay. I, I, I don't trust a rookie to come in. I know what he did to Tampa Bay last week, but I don't trust a rookie. That was, that was just beginner's luck. I don't trust him to come in and do this consistently. He could easily put up 150 yards, one touchdown, three picks, and ruin your fantasy playoffs. There's no way you can trust him. I mean, the Seattle, they are ranked 17th against quarterbacks, and that's a lot to do with their last two weeks because they've played little, little, literal garbage. Uh, the Panthers quarterback, Sam Darnold, and then whoever played for the Rams. Like, other than that, they gave up 23 to Carr, 18 to Brady, 20 to Kyler. Like, they're, they give up points. They, this, I think this will be a – I guess I don't know it will be a high-scoring matchup because I just don't know how good Seattle can – do against this elite, probably best defense in the game. Yeah, I mean, don't Gino is an awful matchup too. If I if I can avoid both these guys, I am. Uh, but if I had to pick one, it'd be Gino. Okay, I'm I'm gonna ride the Niner hype train. Okay. Uh, other than that, another Niner side of the ball. CMC should be out there, obviously in your lineup. Ayuk, when Debo is out, he he never had outside the top top twenty four finish. Ayuk is definitely in your lineup. Uh, and Kittle, he's the tight ends suck. It's a, too bad to not put him in your lineup. Yeah, in Seattle against tight ends, I believe. Let's see, did they get better or worse after last week? They are still the second worst against um against tight ends. And again, that's with two great finishes. They're still the second worst um, against tight ends. So Kittle is a good matchup. Is a good play. Other side of the ball, this is this is a big big question mark. We talked about Ken Walker earlier in the episode, but. If he logs another full Wednesday practice, I think you have to put him out. You don't have to, but I think I am personally putting him out there. Yeah, I wish uh, – I'm going to see what Penny did because obviously they play each other very early in the year and Ken Walker did not um, do what – obviously hardly did anything. But Rashad Penny, when they played last, um, (laughs) on six carries, he played 40% of the snaps. I guess I should check Ken Walker. Uh, 15 yards. Um, Ken Walker, week two. Got let's go game log. Come on now. He had oh god, who played running back for them? He only had 24% snaps, but four carries. So between the two and 10 yards, they combined for five fantasy points. Oof. So Not I just great. I don't like Ken Walker. I obviously understand if you you didn't draft him early. So it's not like you don't have other pieces, and obviously unless you had injuries. But he, in that scenario, because it's not like he was a fourth round guy, and you like who you can play now. He was a later round pick, so you should have other options. Yeah, I'm not going to get much sleep pondering this decision. This is going to be a tough one. Uh, but some decisions that are not tough: Lockett, Metcalf. Put him in your lineup. Yeah, again, it's a tougher matchup, but it doesn't matter. They're both wide receiver uh, ones and. What, what, 15 or better right now. Um, yeah, they're I, gonna I they're gonna see eight nine targets each, um, and most likely one of them will score. Yeah, I don't give a shit on matchups with these two players anymore. Put them in your lineups. Yeah. Uh, first Saturday game we got Colts and Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are four point home favorites, forty eight and a half over under. Uh, Vegas duped us. We all thought the Vikings were gonna win last week, and uh, they were they were road underdogs versus the Vikings, and. Uh, or versus the Lions, and rightfully so. Uh, but They're frauds. Been saying it all year. They could be frauds. Uh, but Matt Ryan, I would play over Geno Smith and Brock Purdy. Uh, Vikings ranked 27th against uh, opposing quarterbacks. I think this will be a high-scoring game. Uh, would you agree with that Matt Ryan take? 
Yes, the last five matchups for Minnesota's defense, they've given up a top uh, a QB1 finish um, in the last five straight, so 12 or better. Um, and their worst was against uh, Dallas. Their worst finish in those five games was Dak Prescott when they literally were up, I felt like, 100 the entire game. And he still had a top 12 finish uh, with 22 points. So I think he's a, good, a great stream and a really good uh, DK guy. DraftKings, uh, excuse me. Taylor, don't be stupid. Uh, if, if you have to play Michael Pittman, it's a fine matchup. Minnesota, again, ranks 31st against opposing right wide receivers. <laughs> a great matchup. Uh, it's Pittman, and that's pretty – Pittman, if you have to, I'm not letting Paris Campbell dupe me anymore. Uh, it's pretty much it on the cold side of the ball. Yeah, I believe I I gotta start writing the, my my facts that I see down on you know Twitter from analysts, but the Vikings have given up like 400 total yards of offense in their past seven or eight games, I think. So you want you want pieces in that game, and uh, so yeah, Pittman I think is a good play. I see JT and Matt Ryan, so I think the the usual Colts, but I think they are elevated to. A top five finish from from JT, a possible top twelve from Michael Pittman. Uh, other side of the ball, I guess I'll ask you the question: same game matchup? Were you streaming Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan? Um. Oh gosh, Kirk I Cousins know. just goes so back and forth. The Colts are um, middle of the road defense against uh, opposing quarterbacks here. Yeah, Colts. Man, Kirk Cousins. What did he finish on the last week? Do you know off the top of your head? QB5 finish, 29 fantasy QB, points. QB5, yeah. I mean, he threw the ball a shit ton. Um, I think I would go Kirk Cousins just because they do have more weapons. I think this is going to be a shootout. I'm surprised the over-under is in, honestly, 50. Um, so, in that case, I would take the better quarterback. I think I would lean 51-49 Cousins as well, but it's close. Uh, Cook had an awful game last week, but Cook's in your lineup. He's too good not to be. Uh, Jefferson, don't be stupid. Thielen, I think I'm uh, sitting him on the sidelines this week. Yeah, the Colts are number two against wide receivers. Jefferson's going to get his and take up a lot of those targets that Thielen uh, probably will just be limited. I'd say max six. Um, Again, it it should be a good high-scoring game, but we've seen where Thielen can just get phased out in high-scoring games. Right. Uh, And then Hawkinson, again, same thing with Kittle. Too good not to be in your lineup. Tight end suck. Uh, Yeah. Three o'clock. Three o'clock game, Ravens Browns division matchup. The Browns are three point home favorites, but a thirty seven point over under. This is gross. Very gross. Uh, obviously, that's with Lamar being out and possibly Huntley being out. So that is why the Browns are home favorites. So J.K. Dobbins, RB nine, finished last week. Fifteen opportunities, all on the ground. Wasn't involved in the passing game. In a one flex redraft league, did he earn your confidence to be in a starting lineup? Oh, I was, I think so. <laughs> the tough questions uh, on today's episode. <laughs> I know the Browns are not good to say it lightly against running backs. Um, they rank 30th right now. They've had three average games in the past two weeks, um, but they did just give up 22 points and a half point to the Bengals backfield. Um, so I think this is a nice bounce back. Oh God. I'm got my whole thing mixed up. Um, I think it's a, not a nice bounce back because he just came back, uh, but I think it is a safe play for Dobbins. Okay. 
I, I would agree, unless you have a star-studded lineup or you have a bye week or whatever. I think line, I think Dobbins will find his way into some lineups. Yeah. On uh, Andrews, he's been shitty most of the year, but he's still the tight end, too, uh, in your lineup. And that's pretty much all she wrote on that side of the ball. Yeah, there uh, hasn't been a receiver that's kind of taken off for these Ravens at, at all season, so just don't waste your time. Other side of the ball, we're still fading Deshaun Watson. I don't give a shit. This is gonna this is gonna be a low over under, uh, low scoring game. Fading him, temper your expectations with Nick Chubb. He's gonna be in your lineup, uh, but it is a home game for Mari Cooper. So Mason, he's got to be in lineups, right? <laughs> he's in the lineup this week. <laughs> Chubb, Chubb is one that you can honestly, I feel like, really question. Ooh, um, I don't know about that. I mean, Baltimore is six against running backs, and Chubb's just been on a down. Uh, it's just been been bad these last couple of weeks not finding the ends bad team um i th- i think he's instead of an rb1 and he's a very very low end rb2 this week he chubb get in it's a very low scoring uh matchup chubb versus baltimore or zonovan knight versus detroit ooh um i think oh man i think they'll finish right next to each other I think they will, but I I would rather you can't you can't look at names, and that's the uh-huh. toughest thing that we do in fantasy. You can't just look at names when it comes to like tough decisions. So I would look at the the over under is what how many was what for them? We haven't gotten there yet. Forty four and a half compared to thirty seven. That's an extra touchdown for a team. So I think I would be. I'd be nervous, obviously, because his name is Zonovan Knight, and we haven't heard of him except for two weeks ago. But I think he would—I think he has a better finish. I think he'll get seven, and then Chubb will get. If Chubb doesn't score, he's only going to get you nine points. Right. I, I think Knight is going to be probably our biggest start sick question this week. Yeah, I, I like Knight in a great matchup. Uh, and Joku, two top ten finishes in a row. I can—I'll—I'll I'll be able to stream him comfortably in this matchup. Uh, but DPJ, he's been back and forth all year. If you have other options, I would. I know you love him, but I I don't trust him. In a deep flex, I I obviously I, I trust him a lot more. As a one flex, I don't think so, just because there aren't any buys. Um, Baltimore is twenty six against wide receivers. Uh, had two great finishes, two out of the last four weeks, one really bad, and then an okay one. So they've kind of been all over the place. Uh, the last matchup on Saturday, Dolphins-Bills. Uh, Bills mathematically can't clinch the division with a win, but it's basically over if they do. Uh, they're seven-and-a-half-point home favorites, 42 over-under. Uh, Dolphins side of the ball, Tua, you, you're starting him week – are you starting him week one in your uh, redraft playoffs? Because he looked like shit last week. I have him and Huntley. Um, I tried picking up – I tried picking up someone else, and I think I tried picking up uh, Purdy just in case. Um, I'm not excited about it for Tua, obviously. This is a game that he did get hurt in. Um, uh, that's when his concussion kind of started, and I don't even think he had a great finish. I'm triple-checking. Yeah, he had 12 fantasy points. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I start Tua this week. I think I'd go Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins over Tua. Yeah, I, I definitely think that is the better and safer play, um, honestly. For sure, Cousins. For sure, Cousins. Right. Uh, Jeff Wilson, he got carted off last week. It should be Mostert's backfield, but uh, the last time he played Buffalo, RB70 finish with 10 opportunities. 
Uh, his past two games, RB 53, RB 35. I don't know if I'm rocking with Mostert either in this matchup here. I think he's, I'm not going to say safe by any means, um, but the Jets, or geez, the Bills are ninth against running backs, so they're obviously pretty solid, but they've had some weeks these past since their bye week where teams have been able to exploit them. Uh, Packers went out for 25, the Jets 30, Minnesota 30, Detroit 22. Um, so they, they're vulnerable here. And with Wilson not being there, most are going to get the most most of the carries. Um, unless this is an instant blowout, which I don't know it will be, then he's a bad play. But I see this kind of being a little bit closer to the start where they can get the run game, try, try to get it going. And I, I just think he'll get too many opportunities that you have to sit. Okay, we're going to do the Zion of a Knight baseline again. Him or, him or Knight? I like Knight. Okay, me too. Uh, other side of the ball, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, don't be stupid. Uh, it's, this this backfield, though, after week 13, we thought it was going to be James Cook, Cook's backfield. They both came out dudded week 14 versus Jets. I, I don't know. I, I'm If I had to pick one, I'd play Singletary, but not happy about playing anybody in this backfield. Yeah, it's definitely Singletary. He sees more opportunity on it con- more consistently. Um, and Miami's right, pretty much smack dab in the middle against running backs. So if you have to, then he's not an awful play. But again, he'll probably get you nine points. Gabe Davis, three games outside wide receiver three territory in a row. This is sketchy territory for him. I'm not going to lie. Because... I, I, I like him this week. It's a good play. Um, you know, when they played to get each other back in week three, the receivers went off for 38 fantasy points and half point PPR. Um, so I, I think he's a good play. I it, on paper it's a good play, but I don't know. I I don't know if I would. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Hammer. Hmm. So for you, Hammer Donovan Peoples Jones, Davis by the slightest margin. Okay. I'm assuming you would agree. Yeah, I, I like Davis in this matchup. I think it's a really good one. Um, and I think Bills are pissed that they. Gave up a win that they should have kept against Miami, and I think they're going to come out. I think they do come out swinging, but I, I think it's close early, and then I think they kind of fade away. Okay. Uh, getting into the new games here, uh, we got the Eagles and Bears. This will be a 40-10 to 10 game. Uh, <laughs> Eagles are nine-point favorites on the road, 48-and-a-half over-under. This is this is everybody. You're playing everybody on the Eagles side of the ball. I don't even have to get into it. If you're thinking about sitting someone, don't. Would you agree? Yeah, I'm surprised they're only they're only nine point favorites. Me too. But the Bears have you know kept most games close. Obviously, against Green Bay last time they played, it was what nine or eleven. Um, and the Packers were like, weren't Packers what five and a half point favorites? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so I guess I'm surprised that Eagle Philly is only nine. Um, but yeah, you're you're playing everyone. Is is Goddard fully back yet? I I didn't get the update. No, he's he's still questionable. I don't know if he's going to be back yet, but if he's back, I'm playing him. Yeah, yeah. If, if he's if he's healthy, he's going to be out there. Uh, they're not they they won't bring him back early for no reason. They don't need to. So I think if he's out there and ready, it's he's he's back to normal. Uh, Fields and Monty are easily in your lineups. Uh, the only question mark on the bear side of the ball is Cole Komet. Uh, since he popped, he's he's been on the field over ninety percent of snaps every week except for the first two weeks of the season. Uh, he's tight end eleven on the year because he's popped off since week eight most weeks. Uh, the Bears are gonna be down most of the game. I have a feeling he's gonna see 
eight for 70 and a score. Wow. I, I could see him having a good game this week. Wow. Okay. Maybe you'll see him in, uh, see him in a tight end start video somewhere, wow. somewhere down the line this week. Wow. All right. I mean, I think he's a fine play, but eight for 70 and a score. Yeesh. It's, Travis it's, Kelsey. A, it, it's all going to come in the second half. This is going to be a fucking blowout. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, yeah, that was pretty easy. Uh, Falcon Saints divisional matchup. This is anybody's division still. If the Falcons win, they're so, so the Panthers hold their own destiny. God forbid if they win out, they fucking win the division. But Falcons at five and eight, this is a huge matchup for them. Uh, Saints are four point home favorites, though. Uh, 43 over under. Desmond Ritter starting. This is, uh, I have no idea what to expect for the Falcons. No, and don't start him, please, people. Do not start him. Uh, you've never seen him throw a pass in the NFL. Don't do it. No, I'm, I'm not rocking with Ritter. I'm not really rocking with Patterson or Drake London this week. There's no buy, there's no teams on buys, so chances are you have better options. Yeah, London, again, last time we saw him, he had a good matchup, but um, it's just, it's not safe when you need to get when you need your guys out there um it's a decent matchup but you need guys that you can actually rely on and you can't rely on him because of the quarterback uh other side of the ball i'm not playing Andy dalton i know people have tried to stream him some weeks he's had good some good weeks but i i can't do it not in the playoffs not with this much at stake uh alvin Kamara, man he has not finished inside the top 12 since week eight he he's only finished inside the top twenty-four two times since then. This I think this is his trend to when he bounces back. I think this is when it starts. He has the schedule to to win teams' league, uh, to win you leagues. Um, and you got Atlanta and Cleveland. They're both bad against the running backs. I think he's. I think he's finally going to come back. I hope so. The, the schedule is nice, but uh, Zonovan Knight baseline. We're starting Camaro overnight. And yes. Chris Ola- Chris Olave, he's he's got to be in your lineup. He sees too many targets not to be. Yeah, the Falcons are 27th against wide receivers. He's their only only receiver that should see a target. No other guy should see a target. They're 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 bad. Um. So yeah, Olave coming off the bye week. Um. Uh, I think they're going to get back to what was helping them win, and that was getting him the ball. Uh, we'll get into two more matchups here. We'll do half and half. Uh, Lions Jets. This this should be one of the more fun games to watch. Uh, I hope so. I hope the Jets defense isn't great. I think they're just eh. Just that way we have a fun fantasy and fun game to watch. Me too. Uh, ESPN doesn't have any have the uh, lines up right now, but uh, they are projecting the Jets a fifty four point five percent chance to win, uh, with a forty four and a half over under. Line side of the ball, I mean, the the Jets defense is solid, so uh, I'm not I'm not uh, too hyped up on streaming Jared Goff this week. No, not not this week. And again, we talked about it yesterday. Swift, it's too scary to start. Um, Fuck that. And <laughs> and the Jets are tenth against running backs. Um, they shut Buffalo's run game down in a in weather conditions that you need that you should have been running it. Um, and they, they were able to shut it down. Uh, this game is in New York. I believe it's going to be snowing as well uh, and just not great conditions. So I, I don't like Swift. Uh, Jamal Williams, people are asking, starting to ask questions on him. Uh, last three weeks, RB 28, 26, and 41. Uh, but he's had 18, 11, and 17 opportunities in those games. He's, he's getting too much work to sit, in my opinion, still. 
Yeah, he's way more consistent with the workload than Swift. Again, Lions have a good offense, so I'd rather take the guy who's – I'd easily play him over Swift. Oh, for sure. Uh, Jets side of the ball, Lions still – newsflash, they still suck on defense, so. Uh, it, we, we are starting Amina, even though it is a tough matchup, but we're starting him, obviously. Yeah, I glossed over him, but that shouldn't be a question anymore. Uh, the, well, I guess we can go into DJ chart. People picked him up off waivers and Jameson Williams. Uh, if I had to pick one to start, it would be DJ Chark. Uh, but I think Jameson Williams coming down the stretch here could get more involved and come week 16, 17, if you got the cojones to start him and he's on the field over 50, 60% yeah. of snaps, it, it could find his way into some championship lineups. You ha- he has to log a game with, oh, uh, honestly, for me, over for sure over 50, maybe even 60 for me to be comfortable to stream him and then, or to play him the next week. But don't do it this week. It's a tough matchup. DJ Chark's a lot safer. Right. Uh, Jets side of the ball. I'm, I plan on stream- As of right now, if Mike White's in, I plan on streaming White, White uh, Wilson, and uh, Knight in one lineup. So, in my opinion, those guys are all smash hits. Uh, we'll touch on Elijah Moore, though, because he yep. uh, was pretty much non-existent up until week 12. Uh, he uh, he saw 10 targets last week. Mo- he could probably uh, – oh, most since week three. He did see 10 targets since for Cincinnati. Uh, but he's on the field over 82% of snaps now. Zach Wilson shouldn't really be starting anymore this year. So if you have to stream Elijah Moore, he's, uh, he's a flex consideration for me this week. I think he's a good play, and even if Mike White doesn't play, they'll, they should put Joe Flacco in, and he would, he would be a good streaming option as well. Uh, Conklin, just fire him off into the into the sun. I don't I don't want to mess with Tyler Conklin anymore. Nope, nope, uh, nope, nope. One more matchup to get to. We got Steelers Panthers uh, again. If Panthers win out, they can uh, they hold their own destiny. So the Panthers are not two and a half point home favorites. 37 and a half over under. I would probably bet the under in this game with Mitch starting and uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold. Yes, yeah, yeah, Sam Darnold here. This uh, this is a gross matchup all around. Yeah, I really don't even want to talk about it. Like, I feel like it's not worth our time. I mean, Najee's <laughs> been fine the past month. I know we've been Najee haters on this show, but it's a, it's a decent matchup. Carolina ranks 21st against running backs. You know, Mitch loves his dump off, so Najee's a fine play this week. Again with the wide receivers, I don't fucking know. Is Jonathan Johnson last week? It'll probably probably be uh, George Pickens this week. If you have the option to sit both of them, that's my first option. I would. I think I'd be okay playing Deontay. Um, I think they're finally starting to realize that hey, he's really good. Let's do what we did last year and get him the ball. And he he has just been seeing the most targets on the team by far. It's really not even close. Um, so I, I would feel I feel comfortable playing Deontay. He has seen twenty the total of twenty seven targets over the last three weeks, nine per game. So if I had to pick one, it would be De- Johnson. I agree, but uh, Fry mute. He's questionable, but if he's out there, he's in your lineup. Yep, and Panthers. It's it's, it's easy. Both running backs. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's easy for me. It's both running backs, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. They 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 run the ball a lot. That's what they're. I'll say quote and air quotes good at. Um, but yeah, I think they're both good plays and Steelers rushing defense hasn't been what we're what we grew up with. Yeah, Foreman over his over the last two games, he got the bye weeks uh put in there. But Foreman, he has 24 opportunities and 22 opportunities. Hubbard, 17 opportunities, 17 opportunities. 
It's it's just like Jamal Williams. He's getting he's getting enough work. Panthers like to run the ball. They're gonna establish a run, and I would feel comfortable putting both in my lineup. Yep, hundred percent agree. All right, well that'll do it. Uh, we'll wrap up. We only got a couple more dynasty episodes to go before it's over, which is really sad. But playoff time, exciting time. Uh, I'm uh, I'm nervous to say the least. Yeah, I am nervous in my first one. I'm playing a guy that beat me two weeks ago. His team went off like 170, and I think I put up the second most points, and I think it was like 150 or something like that. So I'm definitely very nervous as well. Uh, what draft we got on Friday? I know we're doing another Christmas draft. Do you know if it's off the top of your head? Well, I know. Do you want to do activities or do uh, like, oh, man. Because what 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 should our, we'll have to maybe talk off air on what okay. our schedule will be coming up. I guess Christmas on a weekend makes it pretty easy. Because we, um, I I know in the off season I know we hadn't had didn't have as much listen as many listeners as we do now, but we did do our favorite Christmas present draft. I don't yeah. remember what episode it was, but we did do that already. Uh, so the two drafts we have remaining, we talked about were favorite Christmas activities, and then overall, anything goes Christmas. Okay. Yeah, let's, so, let's keep riding. Let's keep riding with that. So we'll do Christmas activities. Do you want to do, like, kids or just, like, all just lump it all together? Like, kids or adults or just lump it all together in one? Just lump it all together. Okay. 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 So, look forward to that on Friday. We'll do our start sits. We'll do our picks. I think I still got a four-game lead on Mason on that. And we will break down the remaining eight games. So follow us on TikTok at the Kneel Down, Twitter at the Kneel Down Pod, and we will see you Friday. See you Friday.